Hey all of you out there in Eorzea, welcome to She Heals, I Tank, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Friday, July 3rd. This is episode 224 of the Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Vegan Pete, and always by my side is the good hair dade. Hey guys, Aviel here. How you doing? You're just bragging about how good your hair was looking. So I just wanted to make sure the podcast people who couldn't see it know that confidence that she's exuding right now. It's all due to the good hair day. I I was bragging about my good hair day. I thought it was more just like commenting on. You make it sound horrible. Bragging. God, I'm so conceited. I'm sorry, guys. I like literally. I'm really bad. I'll, I'll do the thing where I'll I'll go to the restroom and then come out and be like, oh, I didn't look at my face. I might have like spinach in my teeth or something. I totally forgot to look. Because you're busy looking at your hair? No, I just forget to look at myself. Like, And so when I saw the video, I was like, oh, hey, that actually looks pretty good. Like, oh, hey. Hey, look at That's me. That lo- looks well, like. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, our characters might look a little different to those of you that are watching us here live at twitch.tv slash she heals I tank. We ventured off the Aether data center. We uh, made a couple of characters on Primal so we could attend the in-game birthday celebration of the one, the only, Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. A big happy birthday to him. Woohoo, happy birthday. And there's been a constant line of people outside this house. As you can see, they're slowly letting people in. We'll see when they reach the capacity, but it looks freaking Awesome. It was great. They they definitely had people like lined up down the the housing ward and we just decided we were going to plant ourselves outside since we wouldn't be able to actively participate with everybody else. So it just made more sense to like be on the outside. So that is what if you're joining us live, you see in the background people getting into that very exclusive party for Sly. And lots of blue. Like it was a very themed co- party. Everybody's wearing the same same dyes, color scheme. It's pretty pretty darn cool. So I'm behemoth. And so. he's streaming right now as well and he's he's DJing, I believe. So uh yeah, I think it's pretty fun. Really so cool there's idea. Probably gonna be people filtering in and out if you want a chance. You gotta head on over to Behemoth. It's in Shirogani. Mm-hmm. Uh Avi, what'd you go with for your character? Same as same old same old. Didn't change it up. I mean, I actively made her look like the way I wanted her to. Yeah, I, I like my character. I didn't want her to look like somebody else. I relived my femro days. Still had my femro character appearance saved, and was able to bring that up. I'm like easy peasy. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. I couldn't buy any die because I don't have any money. Well, it's uh, about buying die. Well, you I, can't even die. I can't even die any of the gear that I had. It's all like. Uh, veteran reward gear. I actually bought the die and gave it to him, and then I was like, "Oh wait, uh, you can't actually apply this. Give it back." So my, <laughs> uh, I don't have quite the right blue for uh, Sly's Velvet Room. It's pretty close though. It looks pretty good. Close enough. Yeah, as good as you're gonna get with the uh, an inability to die something, and then you didn't think about it. If we thought about beforehand, I could have like bought you a hempen top and dyed it and given you that. But um, yeah. we were rushed. Yeah. Um, but I think we she's don't rocking plan. It. She's looking good. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she's going to pull a little Ellison tenderoni, take him home tonight. All right. You think so? I've, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Whether you're listening on your podcatcher of choice, watching on YouTube, or here live with us, thank you so much for supporting shit. Uh, <laughs> We have some amazing people to shout out for subs this week. And since it's the first of the month, we shout out the recurring subs as well. But 
quickly, a big shout outs to KK McLeod who gifted five subs, Bat Kid gifted seven, Cthulhu Kid gifted ten, Ace Kaneki gifted five, and Chili gifted a sub as all as well. That's all from last week. You guys are crazy. We you guys love you. even oh gifted God. way more for the month. And we said at the beginning of the month, anything that we raised on the show that last month in June was going to be donated to Black Lives Matter. And you can see uh, exactly how much we did on one of my Twitter posts, but we raised over $250 that we donated. So thank you all so much for the support for the Black Lives Matter movement. You guys are awesome. So let's get to these subs this week, Avi. We have Tamino370 with a prime sub for the very first time. Oh, welcome to the shithead crew. Cthulhu Kid, two months. Uh, Aralon, Starfallen Games, and Phoenix0220, all two months as well. Exterminate, Batkid01, Boxcar Strauss, Icarus 059, all for three months. Or as I like to call him, Boxcarosaurus. I know, but I, I've got it right now. So. <laughs> no, I like it. Talon Broadbent for four months. Unlucky Assassin, Slightly Dizzy. Uh, Satyr's Eagle's Claw, all for five months. Ian Show, six months. Lily Lilo Lilo. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Seven months. <laughs> Oh. I think I had a couple extra syllables in there. Just a few. Allura for real, eight months. Uh, Marcus Kyler, also eight months. Johnny Smith, Apple, Scott Matrix, nine months. Ursa Laser, Mieko, FF14, Cater Pants for 10 months. Sweecy, continuing that tier three sub for 11 months. Raw Chicken Baguette, also 11 months. King of Nokos, 12 months hit thing, hitting that one year mark. Ooh. Aurora, 42. 14 months, Midnight, 713, 16 months, Ace Kaneki, 18 months, Broly489, 19, Hyperpixie Gaming, 19, Oakenhops, 20, Venjik, 23, KK McLeod, 26, Arori, 29, Aja, 30, 30, <laughs> uh, 30 months, uh, Sorceress, 180, 35 months, and The Real Hot Chili Pepper, 35 months. That's almost three fucking years. It's pretty... I can't believe we've been doing Twitch for three years. Uh, yeah. I actually, when I saw that, I, oh, sorry, I was a little loud right there. Um, I was like, gosh, Hyperpixie and I have been friends for almost two years. Like, and then, then that, yeah, and then go boom. Oh, we've been streaming on Twitch for three years. Holy heck, where does the time go? Uh, so thank you so much. I always like when it's the first episode of the month, so we get some of those recurring subs in there and seeing just how high those numbers are getting. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, you can be like Tamino370 and use your Amazon Prime to link to your Twitch account and give a streamer of your choice a sub each month. And uh, you can really make someone's day by doing that. It costs you nothing. It takes you two minutes. If you don't have a Twitch account, just sign up for Twitch, link it to your Prime, and then you can make someone's day each and every month. You get to see their face light up when that message comes through all right avi all right pete let's get to everyone's favorite segment green leaf minute it's the green leaf minute and avi you just discovered something new this week what was it oh i didn't realize okay i um I normally like to like do some research on the thing I was going to talk about because to make sure I can tell you how long it's been around and everything. 
Um, but I feel like this was something that I had tried to do in the past, and now I don't get to give you guys the information as to when it was added in the game or if it's always been there. Thanks, Pete. Would have liked the you heads up. You said you wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I thought you were writing it up. Um, okay, uh, so what I was doing was I uh, was teleporting, and I dropped up. Or I opened the teleportation, and I needed to go to a zone that had multiple um, aetherites in it, like locations. But I didn't actually know which of them was closest to the position I needed to go to because the the website for the quest d didn't give that kind of information. I knew the position of the quest, and I was like, man, I really wish there was an easier way to open the map. And look at it. And so I was like, well, what if I just right click on it with my mouse and see, will it just let me open the map that way? So right clicking on the teleport option. Within it, yeah. The, the places you want to teleport to, if you right click on it with your mouse, you click uh, click that and then it has the option to open map. And there you go. I got to see the map. And I was like, I swear I tried this like years ago probably, but didn't do it then. Maybe it did. And I just clicked wrong. I don't know. But regardless, it's a nice little tip that, you know, if you are trying to look for it, you don't have to go to the map. And maybe that's just like super old school that you had to do it that way. Because I do remember we had to do it that way back in the day. And I just never tried again. And I know we read you guys like all of the, the notes, but I don't remember this shit. And Chili just said it's a square button on PS4. I was totally thinking that, Chili, because part of my not being able to do research means I can't like... <laughs> let people know the other ways to do it so yeah that's my little green leaf like quick tip you can right click on it when where you're teleporting to and see the map to see if that's in fact the teleportation location you want to go to i think after they added the ability to teleport like from clicking the aetherite on the map i usually just like open the thing for the quest and then click on the aetherite the problem was it was a quest that i it was one of the role quests so I didn't actually have the quest because I'd finished it. Mm, and you so were then looking for the next, I was, next part of the chain. Yeah, I was looking for the next part of the chain and I hadn't done it in a while. So I was having to like actually find it. So, yeah. So that was a quick one for you. So I think we should do a little bonus. Because Pete doesn't like actually doing a Greenleaf Minute. He likes to do the Greenleaf Half Hour. You got to stretch it out, baby. <laughs> so I think we need uh, everyone's favorite seg segment one more time, Avi. No. Do it. No. Two Greenleaf Minutes. I need you to sing it twice. It's not happening. Greenleaf Minute. Rathok in our Discord posted a problem they were having with glamoring something and wasn't sure the reason why it wasn't letting him use a glamour plate. He was trying to glamour one weapon over the other weapon and wasn't sure why it wasn't letting him do it. He was on the correct job, correct class, all of that noise. So we had to ask, what level is the weapon you're currently using and what weapon, what level is the weapon you're trying to glamour with? So it turns out he was using the Skaven weapon, which is a level 70 weapon. It's still eye level 400. It was the upgraded one. And then he had the weapon that he just got from the level 73 dungeon. I think that's Dunmeg. Um, he got the weapon from there, which is also eye level 400. But it's level 73. So mm -hmm. it was three levels above the weapon he was using, even though it had the exact same stats right. as the weapon he was using. So the game considers that a better weapon because it's a higher level. And with the glamour system, you're not able to glamour a higher level weapon over a lower level weapon that not, you're wearing. Not just weapons. Any You oh, cannot yes. use a, a higher level item cannot be glamoured over a lower level item. And yes. this is just to prevent you from... 
unintentionally, you know, like not using the gear you should be using on your character. So it wants you to actually equip that gear. Um, exactly. Which is what Rathok did. The example was weapon, but it's any any piece of gear. So item. Pete, did you know about this? I'm the one that answered that question. I know, but did you know about it or did you have to look it up? That I will not divulge. <laughs> See, I knew this. Like that was an immediate, like I know I know why that wouldn't work. But uh, it's great that you still helped. <laughs> Offered, you know. I take the time. I might have known it. You don't know if I did or not. You don't glamour very often, so I would have assumed you didn't. That'd be a pretty good assumption. <laughs> well, look at that. Two green leaf minutes in one day. Unfortunately for Avi, we only have one it's tweet of the week. Tweet of the week for today, but I know she loves it so much. I'll play it twice. It's tweet of the week. I just love the smile that she gets whenever I play that sound clip. It just brings a light into the room. That beaming smile oh, just warms my heart. This one comes from Chili, says, I'll bring this up on episode 100 in more detail, but I cannot thank both at Maelstrom Radio and at She Heals. I take enough for reaching this number. If it wasn't for them supporting us a few years ago and pushing us to become better, we probably wouldn't have grown as much. Uh, I don't know if we can take any sort of credit, but thank you so much for that, Chili. That is definitely your hard work, Paul's hard work, that got you to episode 100. And that's what we were guesting on a couple days ago, Wednesday night. Uh, so you guys can, if you missed it, you can go ahead and watch the VOD on uh, twitch.tv slash radio, Or you can wait until next week and listen to it on the podcatcher of your choice it was a really good time it's a two-parter yes. so be sure to download both of them we're on the second part but you're gonna want to listen to the first part as well all right avi all right news Pete. and notes from around the realm we actually got some real news this week not just news that i made up i know we actually got a little bit of information Which i do a lot guys yeah never trust anything i Yoshida has penned another letter from the producer on the official forums this week. <laughs> the big news is that we finally got a date for 5.3. Woo woo. It'll be dropping on August 11th. A little bit longer than what people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, not me, though, Avi. I guessed August last episode. I'm what? so proud of you. You want to call me a genius? I wouldn't say you're wrong. I wouldn't say that's right. They're smart something. Um, it isn't really a surprise why it's been delayed. It, it all has to do issues with the COVID-19 in regards to them getting everybody set up at home, needing to still go into the office occasionally as well. You know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of shifting things around and it is what it is. We're honestly not surprised. Uh, so now you all have another month to go and get stuff from the Moogle Tome event still going on right now. I will say like other announcements that they've announced delays with during this time. Uh, people for, you know, 95% of people are very okay with this. Of course, they want the dev team to be happy, but there's always a couple and just guys, there's no reason to be upset with the dev team because of this. This is just life happening beyond anyone's control. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you just have to wait one more month to get something you really like, that's not a big deal. Like it's much more important for everyone to be safe. I, I agree with you. But the, it's okay to be disappointed, that's but what you I was can't gonna be say. mad. Yeah, 
you well, you can be mad. All feelings are valid feelings. But don't take it out on the dev team. That's that's exactly it. Like it does suck. It is a bummer. You know, try try to get some more of those games off your bucket list that you've been wanting to play. And hopefully, you know, when five point three does come out, it'll be amazing and everything we and more we've hoped for. Uh, so Yoshida also gave confirmation that there is going to be an actual live letter and that will be happening on July 22nd. And this is great news uh, because last week, based off of some of the translations of Yoshida's server visits, we thought there was a lot of like talk going around that, that we were only going to get a producer letter on the forums yeah, with like all the info. Similar to like when we get the live letter digest. Mm hmm. Uh, that's what I was kind of expecting, but this is awesome. Also, to go in on this, um, I go saw that, like Mioni was getting a lot of flack from people for for reporting on this. So uh, don't hate on content creators because the news that they're sharing is wrong or it doesn't match up with what you want to hear. It's not their fault. It's not like they're making it up. They're literally sharing content with you. I make it up sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I was just pretty sad about you that. You can get mad at me. Because Mioni's a sweetheart. And yeah, don't shoot the messenger. Thanks, KK. Like, I just... He put so much effort into his YouTube channel. Like, you don't don't attack somebody over something like that. Like, it's not even in the same language. It's, I don't know. Anyways. So, um... When you're thoughts? breaking news, you might get something wrong every now and then. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah. We're going to get an actual live letter, Avi. I'm very excited about that. Uh, do you think we're going to get a Zoom call with Yoshida and Foxclan, or are they going to be in the same room? Or is he? Is it just going to be Yoshida? I think This is the wild speculation people want. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Zoom call. I actually think it would be really cute if they did a Zoom call. You know, we had all the different people there, and we could see them talking to each other. That would uh, make me happy. I actually don't want them to be together because I don't think that would be safe, but I do think it'll be difficult for translation. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes. And like just 15 minutes of, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Gosh. Can you see the picture I have on my screen right now? Well, and, and Square Enix does seem to have very good luck with these uh, letters technology. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, Yoshida did share a picture, a piece of artwork from the 5.3 patch coming. It's of a tank, Avi. It is. I've, it looks really cool, actually. And it does look kind of like it's going to be a mount. So we got a tank in the last 24-man raid during one of the fights. But that tank looked like it was much bigger than the drawing of this tank. This tank, to me, looks like it fits like one dwarf. A dwarf? Pretty tiny. Do you see how the chair, the size of the chair in there? It's a dwarf. <laughs> it's a chair. <laughs> I know it's a chair, but I think it's like fit for a dwarf. I don't think it's fit for a dwarf. What do you think it's fit for? Look how squat that thing is. It's Pete. like a squatty potty. <laughs> um, I think we'll have to see it when it comes out. I think you you may not it, like you if you don't know the scale of the drawing, you can, honestly can't comment on how squat it is or isn't. I mean, we're like this is this has to be part of the near raid, right? And that's what we have the dwarves with. So you don't think it's going to be a mount? No, I do think it will. I think it definitely could be a mount. That's what I was trying to say. But I they can't design something that will only fit a a dwarf, a Lalafell, and then expect the other races to I fit mean, into it as well. It so. will scale for the mount purposes. Oh. but I think this picture is fit for a dwarf. Well, then what's Literally, that doesn't make any sense because you don't know the scale of the drawing. You literally just said it will scale oh. for the characters, but you're like putting in this like dwarven scale for the drawing just in your head. Because I associate it with the alliance raid and the dwarves. But that's not what you said. 
Pretty sure I did. You said it's going to scale for the mounts afterwards. I know. They, but I think this picture is based off dwarves. But the way that they scale the mounts doesn't actually change any of the proportions. It just makes the whole thing larger. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. This is made for the dwarves, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> I hate when people have to say, in my opinion, though. It's like, no shit. It's your opinion. That'd be awesome if they made it for a dwarf, though, and a Rogadin just had to sit with their head popping out the top. Be hilarious. I don't see that happening, but that would be really funny. Be awesome. Make it happen, Yoshi. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yoshida also went on to say, we can look forward to interviews being released and a patch 5.3 special site in the coming month. Awesome. So we're going to get lots of news coming. So also, good time to bring this up. Um, because everyone was so disappointed with the extended release date of patch 5.3, um, I thought it'd be a fun time for us to do a little giveaway. Giveaway! So uh, we are doing a giveaway. Uh, Is that what we're giving away? No. I hit the wrong button. A little bit. Um, I just shared the link in chat here. And so you guys can um, find the link for uh, the giveaways that we're doing on uh, Twitter. And it'll be on the blog post and everything like that. Uh, so we're doing three different prizes giving away. One was actually donated by the wonderful Fenris. Uh, and it is the Spriggan Mount, which Hell yeah. Fen actually offered me the Spriggan Mount because of an episode that I said I really, that I, I liked the mount and we argued and you didn't like it. And it was super sweet. But because I haven't been playing the game very much, I felt like I would rather have someone who's been playing and actively logging in enjoy the mount than me. So you're giving it to me? No, I'm giving oh. it to them. Our subscribers, like you put pants on for them, you don't for me. Uh, so, but not only can you, there's three different prizes you can win. One, the other one is the Tales of Adventure, one recruit, one retainer's journey to, which is a level skip for your retainer, which jumps a retainer to level 70. And I thought this was a fun thing to add because, um, everyone has retainers. And if you, you know, if you start another character, you have retainers, you have to level. So I thought that this might be just a fun little thing to, okay, that's a decent thing. It's not like the best thing. It's not as cool as like the mount i think that is cool because i still have a retainer that is a paladin mm -hmm. and i'm like i haven't pal really played paladin in a minute i was mostly monk last expansion and i was pretty much all gunbreaker this expansion <laughs> chili even just said i entered for that i've not leveled a retainer on any character <laughs> and then the third prize um is the authentic mosquito moogle which is a housing item and i figured everyone can get a, you know an apartment or something if they wanted to and uh it is that really weird moogle housing item that looks it's like a moogle fleshlight yeah it looks kind of like a sex toy um it's horrifying. <laughs> I know it was actually drawn by a... It was one of the housing items that was created by a fan art, and it's hilarious. Oh, a little bit of fart. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Chili just said, ah, the vagina is the third prize. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. But, so, yeah, we're not going to pick who's first, second, or third. The um, application that we're using, which we'll probably do more giveaways through this application going forward, so you guys will see we us all, use this we, a lot. We are going to, because we paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to not say it that way, but yes. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can enter. Uh, so you can enter multiple times. Uh, just be sure to check out the link again. It's on our Twitter uh, page as well as it'll be on this blog post. And it makes it a lot easier because I have lots of ideas for giveaways. And then when we get to the logistics of how we're going to do it, it's uh, a little more involved. Like me having to go through all the retweets and everything like this. Now that we paid for a service to actually... 
collect the do data it for us. Yeah, collect the data. Uh, hopefully, we have a lot more giveaways coming up. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun thing. Gets everybody excited. Oh yeah, gets you hard. What? What is wrong with you? I'm out of drink. <laughs> so, if you're willing to edit the episode, you know we can pause. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> I knew that was we'll gonna... never return to those days. <laughs> I, know, I know that was going to be the answer, but I just I, I had to throw it out there. You can do that during the next uh, news story. <laughs> also this week, Square Enix has debuted their new Final Fantasy fourteen online store, Avi. It's really nice. Now you can view the item pages without logging into your Square Enix account first. Categories have been reorganized to make it easier to find what you are looking for. Filters have been added to help you browse. And when viewing on a smartphone, the layout is optimized Ooh. for easier navigation. That wasn't needed. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. And I think the first point is the biggest one for me. That's the best quality of life adjustment for me is if someone says like, blah 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 was just released i just want to go to the store and look it up i don't want to have to log in yep. first to do that well one of the other thing that's really cool is so i just talked about the giveaway that we're doing and i was able to actually link to the items in the store so now if you you don't remember what that moogle looks like you can click to it and open the store and go there you couldn't do that to the mog station because you had to log in to do it so the links weren't wouldn't work so i think that's a great quality of life change i did um I purchased a few items in there today for the giveaway. So the way that you purchase gift items has not changed. You can still only purchase a single gift um, item at a time, but you can add multiple items for yourself to the cart. Chili says, and now I can visit your North American store and feel bad about how much more <laughs> expensive your mounts are. There you go, Chili. Uh, and also be mindful when you check out. The one thing that I did notice that can get people is uh, if you happen to have multiple Final Fantasy accounts, like I had the one that I had on the PlayStation and then created the new one, so I have to drop down to the number two. When you are checking out, it's less apparent that mm. that you that you need to do that. I almost it, it was a gift so it wouldn't have mattered so much, but I almost checked out on the wrong account. So mm. just just be very mindful. Like yeah, I feel that's like something I wouldn't have noticed cuz I only have one service Right. Account. So because because of that, uh you need to just they I feel like maybe they should should be like, "Are you sure this is the account you wanted to go to?" or they like have a little thing to check I have a that. I'm feeling they're going to have to like process a lot of refunds or at least answer a lot of uh support tickets fixed, fixed it. but i mean i think you expect that with something like this and it's just it's just because it's not uh as as, as obvious as it was before so to be mindful of that but it's a really great um online store i love it and and one of the things we also really enjoyed Pete and I both ended up looking at is so on on the navigation it's got new items it's got recommended and it's also got best sellers so if you were ever wondered what items are the best sellers right now like we don't actually we know like this isn't of all time i'm sure it's probably like within a certain amount of time i or, would imagine or maybe only even since this particular website has been active but it's still kind of fun to see so uh think about you guys what is the thing you buy most often because actually i thought that the number one ranked item was the thing i've purchased Beer. the most nope uh, it's a single vial of Fantasia is the most popular item on the Mog Station right now. Or the Mog Station, I'm sorry, the Final Fantasy XIV store. <laughs> uh, and number two is actually the Magdeka attire, which I did not actually expect to be that high up. Um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is a great attire. Stupid that it's not account wide, but it's pretty sweet. Yes, I agree with that. And then number three, shocker enough, is three vials of Fantasia. 
We're not going to go through all of these. I just thought that was kind of funny. $2. Yes. (laughs) So it's just kind of fun to go through and and check that out. Maybe see what other people thought were popular. That's kind of actually how I came across the retainer jump, essentially. And then one of a couple of the other things I thought was interesting is that the most popular like job skip is actually white mage. Hmm. And then the second most popular is paladin. That is really weird because I thought it would be a DPS job just because they have the longest queues. Yeah. But But it's probably like DPS mains who are wanting to get that mentor crown and Mm. just get their tank and heals up to maximum. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and then the uh, I think the only DPS, yeah, the only DPS that was actually on the top 20 was Dragoon. So I was just looking at you scrolling. Is the first emote the play dead emote? Uh, no, Toast. Toast. Toast okay. is currently the most popular email. I think it's because it's newer. I think uh, if this like updates every month or something like that, eventually the play dead emote will be number one. Yeah. Because that's the best emote. I so- did find it funny, though. So the Spriggan mount is actually more popular than the Peacock mount. And in my opinion, like, uh, I know we're doing a giveaway for the Spriggan mount. It's super adorable. But the Peacock is just freaking gorgeous. And I thought it would have been on this list. I was really surprised it wasn't. So I don't know. Fun little things to look at. Ace says, I wouldn't dare skip a healer since I'm a DPS. I would definitely need to learn and wouldn't want to skip. But I think the thing is you just get it to 80 and then you're done, right? You don't actually have to heal a certain amount of dungeons. Right. Yeah, if that's not your your main class. But I don't think this gets you to 80. Does it get you? It gets you to 70. Eh, close enough. You you run uh, MSQ roulette 10 times. Oh, KDMA (laughs) classes, RIP bent over Moogle. Did they do away with that? Uh, part of the play dead emote for the for the lalas oh i didn't know that well i mean oh, wait I... he said moogle not lala bent over i got him confused because they're both small <laughs> okay pete the mog station oh, r.i.p mog station well you still got to go to the mog station to pay your sub unless you're like me who does it all through steam there you go all right avi i think well i was gonna say you could do this one cause so i could go get a drink but I don't think you know anything about this one. <laughs> uh, not directly Final Fantasy fourteen related, but Square Enix introduced a Pride mascot this week with the image that I will bring up on stream right now. Meh. Meh. No. Oh, I forgot to go over one image. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, with this e- uh, image, they wrote, each year, the LGBTQ plus community and people all over the world celebrate Pride during the month of June. In years past, our employees have marched alongside others in support of intersectional equality, dignity, and inclusion. This year, with parades and celebrations sidelined due to the coronavirus pandemic, we wanted to do something special to honor the LGBTQ plus community and show our support. We'd like you to meet our new Pride mascot. This charming new creature was designed by legendary artist Toshiyuki Itahana. Square Enix fans will recognize Itahana's beautiful art style from games such as Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, and Chocobo's Dungeon titles, as well as illustrations for the Final Fantasy uh, trading card game and much more. According to Itahana, this mascot is meant to be more than just a colorful character. 
He quotes, uh, the character represents diversity and freedom with its multitude of colors being the diversity aspect and the trainers and wings that allow it to travel anywhere, symbolizing freedom. I designed this character hoping that the world can become even more free and diverse in the future. That makes a lot more sense because I was kind of wondering because it's it's the lower half of its body and the upper half of its body are actually very, very different. If you look at the image, which hopefully Pete will put on the show notes as well. I think you should have a picture of it sure. in there. Uh, but he's got like little white tennis shoes or it has. I'm not going to give it a gender. It has little white tennis shoes and little white pants. And then the top half of it is very fluid and organic and a bunch of different rainbow colors with a, a large plume on its head. And it's um, it's very happy. It's very cute. And they continue, we hope you'll embrace our new pride mascot together with us and what it represents. If you'd like, we've created an avatar of our pride mascot that you can update your social media profile with as well. Mm. Thank you. Oh, KK McLeod. No, I'm not going to read that out loud. And Disco Cub and Ace Kaneki both say, it's adorable. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's, it's awesome. I think it's super cute. Uh, So to round out the news, we have an update on the Square Enix Stay at Home and Play charity initiative. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this here, and I think Pete's going to leave me to read some content that I haven't even read about, and I'm learning with you guys, uh, because I was working on the giveaway earlier, (laughs) so I didn't have time to do this. Um, So uh, in case you don't remember, this was back in March when the stay-at-home orders were going on in regards to the world, essentially. Um, And in an effort to help people be more comfortable at home, Square Enix gave away Tomb Raider and Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. I did not play that game. Don't hate me. For free on Steam. Since they've also given away more games as well, on uh, such as making bundles on Steam that people could buy with the proceeds going to food banks in North America and Europe, which is pretty freaking great. Since those bundles became available, they have now raised $2.4 million and are distributing it to food banks in the U.S., Canada, U.K., France, and Germany. Uh, It looked to be in cities where Square Enix has offices in, which makes sense because it's as if they're like giving back to their local communities. Um, And times are tough for a lot of people. So hopefully they were able to provide an escape for free for people to really have something to kind of lose themselves in while they're they're you know doing what they have to do to stay safe uh and stay home as much as possible and uh yeah i think that's a really wonderful action on square enix and i'm very happy to support that company yes i think square enix has dealt with everything pretty damn well the pandemic systematic racism LGBTQ plus support. And they've been thrown, uh, not only have, I think their words been strong, but their actions have been strong as well. And that's kind of what matters. You can say all you want, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> yeah, a lot of companies, especially like video game companies, came out with like very well-designed graphics saying they support things. And it's like words are nice, but actions are better. Very much so. So it was wonderful to see to see Square Enix take such strong um, action. In response to everything. So awesome. All right, Pete, it's your favorite time. Never got one wrong. Except for last week. No. You're and, misremembering. And two weeks ago. I don't think that's true. Uh so uh what was House for Tom's symbol again? 
unicorn oh i'm so proud and so the word orosite shows up in several storylines and which one did it not show up in son of a bitch (laughs) i need the options again (laughs) stop quizzing me this is how he listens to me you guys this is like life how pete listens to me i feel like orosite has to do with everything wait no go ahead give it to me again (laughs) Just pick one. Just guess. Guess right now, like without seeing them. Just guess. I have to cover my screen. Um, Crystal Tower. That's right. Okay. Because just... I'm like, it looked like a fucking aura site. <laughs> I should have just hey. said it's always the Asians. Bat Kid continuing the gift subs. Gifting one to Soul Reaper 95. Thank you so much, Bat Kid. You are a sweetheart. And I got an emote out of that. <laughs> Um. All right. So this. So that was the past two that I got right, and you just wanted me to say them again for some reason. What's the new question? <laughs> Let me go back. Oh, those are the only ones on here. Okay. So this is the uh, like revisiting Pete lore, which he loves. This is like his favorite thing ever. <laughs> so lazy on your part. I think it's amazing though. If you were, you know what, Pete. If you were getting them right, I would be like, yeah, sure. I agree with you, but you're getting them wrong. Right now, you're, you're, you're excuse me. one for three. Excuse me. You're excused. Did you Never fart? got one wrong. You got... Oh, my gosh, Bat Kid. Thank, Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you to Kaizenkin, who subbed with Twitch Prime for six months, Aww. and Bat Kid giving out two more subs. <laughs> Thank you all so much. All right, Pete. So all right, Pete. This... Uh, question originally uh, was asked in episode 180 and it was given to us by KK McLeod. KK asks, the Void Arc 24-man raid series takes its inspiration from which real world mythology? You son of a bitch, KK. (laughs) You're out of the group. (laughs) So I take it I need to read them to you? You think I remember anything <laughs> from a h- episode 180? We're on 225, 224. It's not, it's not about whether or not you remember it from the episode. It's about whether or not you remember it from the game. Boom. <laughs> I, uh, uh, l- read me the potential answer. <laughs> he lost his word. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Um. <laughs> So the Void Arc 24 main Man raid series takes inspiration from what real-world mythology? A, Norse, B, Roman, C, Anglo-Saxon, or D, Celtic? Void Arc. Can remember it has the big fat octopus thing. I think that's an insult to attribute to any of those. Disco Keb says Asians. To be fair, the only thing I heard was Celtic. Do you want me to read the other ones again? Yes. Norse. Norse. Roman. Roman. Anglo-Saxon. See, that is why you don't remember, because you don't actually listen to me. (laughs) Nothing like... Asian unicorns. I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I'm used to that. Um, We all are. Nothing really struck me as Norse. I feel like everything is Norse nowadays, so I should have like just a cursory knowledge of that. I feel like you're just thinking that because I just played Hellblade, and that's very Nordic. Is Nordic and Norse the same? Yes. 
I'm going to fact check you on that after this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, Roman. Roman. Were there a bunch of fat octopuses <laughs> and Romans? And why is that the only part of Void Arc that I remember? I, I was kind of wondering that. But I, I feel like Romans, I think of like togas and like hat, head, uh, what do you call them? Helms with the red horse manes on them. Plume, yeah. Plumes? I mean, it's usually feathers of plume, but it's the decorative on top. Um, what the Spartans were, were, or were the Spartans Greeks? No one knows, Avi. No always, one knows. I always knows. mix the Spartans up. I think they're Romans. No, they're Greeks. Uh, <laughs> so we have Celtic and what left? Anglo-Saxon. I don't even know what that really means. White. <laughs> but like Kentucky white. I got Google. British white. I feel like I should know. Uh, Germanic. Ah, from the country of Germain. Uh, in England in the, the 5th century. The Germanians. <laughs> like Vikings. Oh, I thought those were the Norse. Jesus Christ, Avi. Oh, no, they were worse than Vikings. Did more raping and pillaging? Uh, they came from Denmark, actually, in northern Germany, the Netherlands, and Friesland. And they subjugated uh, the Romanized Britons. I zoned out completely. I know. You uh, I'm me. going with Celtic. <laughs> Thank you for following. Is that your final answer? Final answer. So why are you thinking Celtic? I want him to remember it. I'm going to try to make him remember it. <laughs> Fat octopuses. <laughs> what? Why else? What? I don't know. Because it... none of the other ones really stood out to me, and I don't know Celtic as much. Okay. Interesting. I know Celtic more. Uh... It is actually the right answer. Hell yeah. I just wanted to know like why you thought well, it was I'm that answer. Test taker. He's only good at multiple choice. So I uh, I feel like so the standardized ne- testing, baby. That's how I flew through. The next step is going to be uh asking you questions again without multiple choice. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Christos. Says, says, oh, thank you. The red things on Roman helmets are called Christas. Thank you. The more you know. Probably with that accent I just used too. I have a feeling Pete didn't study in school. Didn't study, but still passed. That's how you know you're smart. S-M-A-R-T. You're supposed to spell it wrong. I know. Ah. All right, Avi. (laughs) I feel like I'm all discombobulated now. Discombobulated. I think I'm going to switch this up. Okay. I want to talk about a official forum. No. It was a post in the official forum, so it's not from like Square Enix. Just some from some rando player. Okay. It was titled Healers Who Rescue Pool Tanks into Mobs. <laughs> and it reads I've honestly never seen rescue used for anything useful. It's enjoyable. It's always just the healer being obnoxious. <laughs> I saw it happen to three different tanks this week. <laughs> It only happened to me once, and it really did annoy me. <laughs> I'd honestly like to see that skill removed or adjusted in a way that prevents healers from being able to pull people who aren't interested. Mm. Assuming that's a not going to happen, 
I've been trying to think uh, about how I should handle it if I'm ever, if I ever have that happen to me again. <laughs> what is his name? What? what I'd like is to let the healer die without wiping the group. But I'm fuzzy on the particulars and only have hypotheticals to work with. It won't. So if I get pulled in the aggro range, am I immediately on the aggro list? Or would the mob simply kill the healer and walk away? If I were to quickly lunge back to the original group of enemies without touching anything. Does one person in the group pulling automatically put everyone else on the aggro list? No. You might want to like understand how the game works before you start talking shit on Damn. healers, bitch. Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> Damaski86 says tanks adjust. Uh-huh. Uh, Disco, Seb, Disco Cub says that tanks deserve it. <laughs> Damn. They're... Saying what everyone's thinking. <laughs> I mean, as a black mage, there's been time when you're playing with people who you know, and you're trying to like really keep that DPS going. I, I've been like, Chili, rescue me so that I can keep like popping out the DPS and then like just be safe without having to actually do anything. I know I've got the move, the ability with for Black Mage to pull myself over too, but it's still nice to like, yeah. I don't so know. I'll admit, if I'm a tank and you were to do this to me, I'm fucking raging. <laughs> I've never done it to a tank. I just think it's funny. Oh, because 99% of the time I'm pulling wall to wall, so there's nothing to pull me to. Yeah. Because oh, so this is like in regards to you're not pulling enough. I'm pulling you forward to the next pack of mobs. Oh, then this must be a single group pull and tank. I would totally rescue you. I would totally do this. If you're fully geared, if you're like OP geared and you're pulling single groups. You I'm don't know if bored. I'm trying to shove down a slice of pizza down my throat, okay? <laughs> is that how you eat pizza? <laughs> you shove it down your throat? <laughs> don't chew. <laughs> Fucking snake that shit. <laughs> I mean, I w- I'm not a jerk. I'm not a jerk. I, w- I actually wouldn't do that. But I, I, I mean, uh, first of all, I would rage, but I'd also think it's hilarious yes. at the same time. <laughs> and I'd be like, "You motherfucker, gonna make me put down my slice and have to actually fucking do this?" Dungeon? Would you put it down, or would you just like kind of like baby bird it, where you just like like just. Flip it back like a like you're a that pelican. That is not baby birding. Well, no. Baby birding is when the mother bird chews it up and spits it into the baby bird's mouth. Okay, that's the mother's perspective of it, but the baby bird just tosses its head back and accepts the food. Accepts chewed up food. It doesn't matter. It's about the accepting of the food that I was referring to. Yes, I would hold it in <laughs> my mouth and every once in a while just flip my head back <laughs> and throw it in there. Uh, Ursus says, I just dot the next group. Yeah, I actually start pulling the next group over because if, if as a healer, if the tank is fully geared and they're, they're only pulling single groups, I don't even have to heal them. Like, I'm bored. I'm really bored. Like, I'm DPSing and I can't do enough DPS to really make, like, I'm a scholar. I'm not like some white mage over here who just like sacrifices people for, you know, the DPS. Um, I want to at least like do something to the tank. So I am kind of like at least like just like look like you're going to the like the edge so you're not getting hit by the current mob and then oh I, I stepped too far and I pulled the next mob oh no I'm not that I I'll just keep going um <laughs> yeah so generally this isn't a problem for me but every once in a while I you're play, the tank so it's not a problem you and you pull big yeah but every once in a while I'm playing one handed I'll leave it up to your imagination why um. 
and I just pull a little bit smaller because I need a minute. Could be drinking, could be eating, falling could be doing lots of things. Could be falling asleep at his computer. That's definitely happened. <laughs> I don't understand how you can keep playing when you're so tired you fall asleep at the computer. I don't know how I haven't been kicked from some groups. <laughs> feel like they've been waiting for me for five minutes to just figure out how to get there in a dungeon that only has one way. <laughs> Half the time, I just like start running back to the entrance. <laughs> You're welcome, group. Thank I, you for not that's a take kicking I, me. See, that's what rescue is for. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going the wrong way, rescue me back and turn me in the right direction. 100% okay with that. I remember I, uh, oh, it was forever ago, I was a, to like a 24-man raid. I rescued a bard. Because they were, like, being fucking dumb and they were going to get hit by shit. And they got mad at me for rescuing them. <laughs> so, generally, I actually don't rescue unless it's somebody I know. The comedic value of rescue far outweighs any complaint of rescue. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So, no. Rescue does not need to be changed. Uh, yes, I, I realize if you're tanked, the initial reaction is like, you motherfucker. Um, Chili wants to get a rescue gun. So today we rescue. <laughs> oh, so so Demikase says it happened to them a couple weeks ago when they said it was their second time tanking with a DPS. That's that's different. Like if you, I mean, I'm assuming if it's your second time tanking, you're not going in there fully geared. Like I was talking like expert roulette stuff when you've got like like top tier gear and you're going in you're pulling one or two groups like it doesn't make sense at that point but if someone says hey i'm uncomfortable tanking i respect that because i'm uncomfortable taking so if you say hey uh i'm new uh that was a little much for me what i'm comfortable with and they still do it i would legit stop tanking i'm like okay you pulled it yeah. you tank it you guys if you want to drag me along on this dungeon that's you the guys response. can do it because uh, I told you what I was comfortable with. Yep. And if you're not comfortable uh, taking two minutes longer to do a dungeon, because that's what it is. Yeah. And by the way, uh, it's very rare for the group to actually boot the tank because they're going to have to wait a while for another tank to come in and fill it. So, like, if someone's trying to, like, push you around, you can leave and be like, haha, fuck you guys, because you get like three times before you're actually unable to queue. And they're going to have to wait 15, 20 minutes for the next person to pop in the queue, which is way longer than those extra two minutes. Yeah. So remember that like, even though like you're a new tank and you feel uncomfortable or, or maybe not as confident, you still have like your power. You still have your power that they can't take away from you. And that is your super fast queue. And so if you and just be be verbal with them and say, hey, this is not I'm not comfortable with this. And, and say, so please let me control the poll. Like, yeah, be like, you guys want to wait for a queue? Wait for another tank? Go ahead. Keep on doing what you're doing. Otherwise, just kill the pack of mobs that I'm pulling. Oh, Demo get... said it was a mentor to boot. I mean, that's worth almost reporting. Get that person's mentor status taken away. Mentorship, mentorship should mean something, I don't in my think opinion. they do anything like that. I know, but it should. <laughs> That'd be like the best CSR job. Just yanking away the crown from people. Ooh, Kaylee had a wonderful reason way to use uh, rescue. They do it to DPS when they keep pulling. That's badass. I'd like you. They rescue him back. I, I took it to mean uh, she just lets him die as no, a tank. No, if the no, this is the healer. So Kaylee's the healer, and the DPS keep doing early pulls or pulling more groups. She rescues them back so they can't keep pulling. So it gives the tank the lead. That's that's clever. So something that was said in a raid the other day was. 
I wish there was AOE rescue. Chili just said that earlier. He must have said it in Raid, too. I guess I didn't see him put that in chat. I said it out loud. I wasn't listening. What do you think about that, Avi? Something that should be implemented? Yes, Pete listening to his wife should definitely be implemented. There's a lot of bugs in that one. Doesn't work. (laughs) Tested it on multiple occasions, and while all the code looks good, for some reason it still doesn't work. Gotta scrap it. (laughs) Um, I mean, that would be interesting. Uh, it would be kind of a cool, uh, like limit break sort of thing. Like a level one limit break was like a rescue aga, is that what he said? I don't know. Oh, so Kaylee actually says they're not that clever. They they were doing it the way Pete, yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Me and you on the same wavelength. (laughs) Rescue the whole party to stack mechanics. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what, uh. It would be funny, though. That's exactly what they were thinking of in Raid. (laughs) funny it wasn't for any good reason like i said rescue's in the game for comedy it's not in the game for actual good shit like you're rescuing someone out of the shit one time to every time every nine times you're fucking with someone yeah healer limit break one mass rescue like why not (laughs) like healer limit break one is like a waste at this point like why it shouldn't heal at level one like Who uses that? I do wish that for dungeons, like every class had a reason to use limit break. Yeah. And it wasn't just DPS because that'd be so much more fun. All they'd have to do is change like the level one limit break, limit break one, because it's like, oh, I get a eh, heal. Why? No. Because it would just be more fun, like everyone actually fighting for the limit break. I think Fenris was like a little another bonus Greenleaf minute. Uh, Fenris was... uh, chatting in fc chat the other day that they were actually explaining limit break to someone who had no idea what limit break was uh no actually you know that is one because that's another one that you have to remind people to put on their hot bars when you were in a dungeon i've had multiple occasions like hey monk limit break limit break what's that oh balls yeah it's not one of the, <laughs> it's not one of the like four things they put on your hot Mm-mm. bar to begin it a, should it should automatically be on your hot just bar. so you're like hmm, i can't what use this that? yet but what is it yeah Ivory mist. It's not on my bar. Yep, exactly. Like, they probably typed it right when I said it. Because, yeah, it's not on my bar. It's always a thing. And then you have to try to tell them while you're doing it. And you're like, oh, man. Okay. Are you on PS4 or are you on PC? I will say, I, I do think tanks and healers need more of a reason to use Limit Break. Yeah, I agree. Other than, like, I feel like 24-man raids or, like, like extreme primal stuff is the only time healers really use Limit Break. Yeah, I mean, the only that's time it. a healer really gets to use a limit break is when shit, shit is hitting the fan. But that's the point, and I get that. But the know, problem but is that if had... it's not limit break three, it's a like you yeah. literally are waiting for three. So one and two are useless. So I feel like if they made one and two for a healer, something that was like... Like worth... a crazy good regen where you basically don't have to heal at all during it or something like that. Right, like, yeah, if it was something more than just like an, a, seize on, or a size on like crack, like that would be really cool. Oh, see, uh, Spook just says figured out limit break at level 50 on Summoner. Yes, that sucks. That's That shouldn't be, like, the game has been really good about, like, trying to let people know things now, but that is definitely still an element they're still missing. There's... I feel like we need to do a PSA almost every episode. <laughs> if you are a ranged DPS in a dungeon, use the limit break on a big pull of mobs other and don't use it on the boss. Honestly, it, it yeah, helps out more. it's it's it, dungeons in general. Rather than saving, having your melee save the limit break for the boss, 
have have your your ranged or magicka like cast it on a big pole because that takes way longer than the bosses. The boss fights are not as hard in dungeons for the most part as trash poles are. Yeah, and like if I'm in a dungeon and someone uh, a ranged DPS uses the LB on a huge pack of mobs, you are one hundred percent getting my commendation. So if nice. you if you want to get commendations, that's how you get it as a ranged DPS, in my opinion. And it's trickier as a ranged DPS because you've got to line that up, like not like a ma- the magic caster. You have the AOE drop on oh, the ground, well, uh, but if I, you're I, a machinist, uh, I didn't know there was a difference, so I'm applying this to all of them. Right now, so so machinist, bard, and dancer have like a, a like a straight line in front of them. So you have to make sure you line that up properly. But if you are a magic caster, then you you drop a circle on the ground. The circle on the ground is is ideal for this situation. But the uh, the range DPS, the physical range DPS, will also do a good job. When I see someone do that, I pull a chili and I cream myself. And then fall out of your chair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have anything else to add to healers rescuing? It's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's not going to go away. I, so White Mage used to, I don't think they have it anymore. It was like the, the water ability that used to like the knockback. It would knock people back. Mm-hmm. That was so fun in PvP before. So I feel like the rescue was like replacing the fact that they took that away. Ludora. Yeah. That was so fun in PvP. I used to love knocking people off the edge. And I feel like rescue was literally the what they gave us when they took Fluidora away. It's still there somehow. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, I have not white mage. Does it not in have PvP. the knockback anymore? Yeah, they took away the knockback for it. It's still there, but you don't have that knockback. It was so fun to piss people off in PvP. Oh, it stuns? Eh. Why is, so wait, White Mage gets two stuns? Binds. Oh, yeah, bind is bullshit. Who uses bind? All right, Avi. I think we have <laughs> enough time for one more discussion point. Mm-mm. Would you rather talk about throwing in-game events, which you've done occasionally, or someone else on the forums had the suggestion that we should get all abilities at level 50? Fuck you. Sorry. Me or them? Them. No, we should not get all levels, freaking abilities, level 50. So their reasoning for this, I assume that's the one you want to talk about. Well, I have uh, more of an opinion on that. Um, Is that jobs under 80, basically, don't feel complete. Well, it's true. But the point is that they're spoon feeding you one ability at a time so that you understand how they kind of work together. And then when you get that final piece, that final level, it like comes together. And if you really want to see what all the abilities are, that's when you just do like heaven on high and stuff like that so that you can get them all in your hot bar. But like if you read your abilities, you can figure out where they kind of should go and totally like work it out. I feel like someone is if someone's relatively new to 14 and they get all of these abilities at level 50 they're gonna get overwhelmed really fast well i don't know if i buy that argument because you can start jobs at level 50 now you can start jobs at 50 but you're not getting yeah level 80 abilities but you're getting like a level you're getting like 50 levels of abilities but that's still not 80 i mean how many are from 50 to 80 not that many a good bit I used to know they keep cutting them back, so I don't know anymore (laughs) how often you get them. Uh, So I'm not buying that argument so much. Uh, The thing to me would be the experience of leveling up for the first time. If you got everything at level 50 and then you just had the same thing from 50 to 80. I agree with that. That's that's like, really? I'm not getting anything new? That'd be awful. I've had that happen. Um, I have had that happen, but that's... 
also on the player for only playing roulettes. You have the ability to play to queue for your highest level dungeons to to do that content. No, but I'm saying if if they did if everything was given to you at 50, you'd have no new abilities when you're leveling through 80. What's the point to max level? It's like it's just boring. Yeah, you're never looking oh, forward to I, anything new. I I thought you were saying I I interpreted what you just said differently. Yeah, I agree. I don't I didn't don't want that. Yeah. I, yeah, there'd be nothing to look forward to. It's like there's that the accomplishment when you get to that final level is finally unlocking your full yeah, rotation. Yeah, your final ability. Yeah, and if you just already had it, you're like, yay, I got a number. And if you get it at level fifty, you're going through three expansions with nothing. Ugh nothing new uh-uh just no. different gear uh so i would rather have my job like because you're when you're leveling through you don't really realize what you're missing from your full tool set on your first time through some, some classes you do there's some like scholar is one that definitely every time i've played it it doesn't come alive until it hits max level but that's because you know how it is at the max level but i'm saying for the first time player you don't really know what you're missing out well on. the reason i say that is because people will come in and say what am i missing about scholar like why is this class so hard why it, doesn't it make sense and it's because that's one of the jobs that's because you're not at max level yet not all jobs feel that way but some of them it do. can be a little confusing because if you're you know leveling up you hit 50 and you're starting to look at like what should my rotation be yeah there's I arcanist think, gets like a like even kk's a green summoner and scholar are both really rough at lower levels we've only talked about one time there is a content creator who is doing like rotations at like certain levels as you level up this is what you should be doing uh, but, Stick with it, Ivory. It gets better. It gets better. Other than that, all the rotations are just what you should be doing at max level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see how that could be a little bit confusing for people looking one, for what they should be doing. One that was tricky was, and it's only because it's... So Black Mage is actually not hard to play under max level. It actually works out really well. But once you hit max level, your rotation changes so much that it becomes tricky because suddenly everything you've done when you're learning how the play the class isn't how you ultimately play the class Mm -hmm. and i don't like that sort of a disconnect i do feel like that the leveling up process should be guiding you toward your rotation a little bit better yeah it should be it should be like working you toward it not you're playing this way oh now that you have this one ability kind of all that changes i don't like that about it maskey says leveling right now in 5.x is way different than it used to be Maybe more abilities that replace others would help. Mm. I think that's always something that they're looking to improve on. They have have done that in the past. I feel like, but we definitely have way more now that uh, like this ability just automatically changes to this when you get to another level. I do feel like that, but I also feel like it's kind of like someone needs to Marie Kondo this shit. And there's there's too many people. The people who are trying to like trim the fat. Shitty Netflix show about it. No, I like you didn't even watch it. Shut up. Uh, my point was that like the people make trimming the fat are all very, very concerned with the fan base and how the fan base is going to react about the fat trimming. And they're also attached to the way the game is created. And it's almost like if you could bring somebody else in who could like have an unpar- a non-partial opinion or impartial opinion, that's the word, sorry, an impartial opinion on it and be like, yes, but this particular thing here serves no additional purpose. You could, you could really like trim stuff up and find a way to like really clean it up and make it streamlined but that's never going to happen because you can't really just do that unless someone has a a really good under it has to be an impartial understanding of the game as well totally agree so i i think we're in agreement that uh we should not uh get all our abilities at level 50 no that's dumb sorry person whose opinion that was (laughs) 
I disagree. I, I understand why you want it because the jobs do feel better at that level. But that's like, why you level. level that's why you level up. But that's just part of the process of an MMO. Yeah. If you're going to do that, why not give us all our abilities at level one? Ew. That's that, but that's the equivalent to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah no. no. We thank don't you. need it. I don't want to. Um, so, yes, I think that is it for the discussion. Now would be the point. Like I said at the top, it is the first I agree, episode Demo, I of the month. And this is where we open up the episode to you to call in if you have any projects you want to plug. Any podcast you're doing, any content that you're making, anything like that. We like to get the word out on anything new that is happening on Final Fantasy fourteen, or really it's open to it doesn't have to be just Final Fantasy fourteen. One uh one of the first uh people to call in was Hyperpixie, and now she's a top streamer in ESO. She's an okay. The best streamer in ESO. There you go. <laughs> the only streamer in ESO. Well, well, so one of the fun things I also did, Pete, was with the uh, the giveaway was I actually, you could earn an entry by sharing your favorite content creator, Final Fantasy content creator. So we also have some people who've shared, already shared some if you'd like to nice. hear. Nice. I know Chili shared us. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, KK McCloud shared The Strange Rebel. That is the voice actress of Aerith in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Pete actually had me watch some of those. It was actually pretty cute. Um, and we do have a lot of other entries, but we didn't actually, well, why did this go white? My screen went white. Now I look like a ghost. Uh, the strange rebels website. Oh, dot com would probably help. Did KK type it wrong? I don't know. It might've been the website. No, I don't know the strange rebels website, but I'm glad you know Twitch. who it was. TV slash the strange rebel. Oh, I assume there was like a, I don't need to go to that to see the thing. Do it with the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, doesn't look like we have anyone on deck, but you got a little bit of time to hop on on deck if you want to promote anything. Help Pete out, you guys. You know he gets really sad. Uh, I don't mean it's up to you. I'm trying to promote anything you guys have going on. So if you got nothing going on, that's up to you. Um, I want to say congrats to Mugu Go Round Radio. We talked about about it a little bit earlier on reaching 100 episodes. That's huge. And again, if you missed it, you got to check out the VOD on Twitch. Or wait until next week when it comes out on all the podcatchers. And we also had Zanava post in our community roundup section. And they said the teaser for Stellazio Virtual Theater's upcoming production of The Phantom of the Opera is out now. And we will be sharing that link for you so you can see the trailer. If you're not familiar with Stellazio Virtual Theater, they do... In-game plays. Uh, the last one I think that we saw was a Christmas Carol. Yes. Is that the YouTube link you had in the outline? Yes. Good thing I sh- I, <laughs> I shared the right thing. <laughs> so go ahead and check out that. Uh, I that will trailer be interested to see how they do a musical because, like, what makes Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Opera, is the music more than the story. Just saying. Just giving my opinion on that so it'll be interesting to see how how they do that um do you so you don't normally hear voice acting right it's normally like typed in yeah it's typed in so um um i'm really curious what they what their plan is with that because it feels i mean most stuff that they've been doing you know is voice acted and uh, i guess some of the older final fantasies were voice acted um so yeah, I guess my point is shit. I I just feel like 
And I don't, I'm not trying to be negative, but for me personally to see Phantom of the Opera without the music would be, you're only seeing half of it. So I'm really mm-hmm. curious how, how they're going to make up for that. Um, maybe other people don't feel that way. Maybe they're going to throw a really creative Final Fantasy twist on it or something. That like would that. be really cool. I just, I'm just really curious what they're going to do to kind of like. Maybe you should watch the trailer. I Yeah, I should. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. Um, But yeah, that's what we got. And we got. No one on deck. And honestly, I was super bad at tweeting out this week, so we don't have much listener reaction. <laughs> and by not much listener reaction, we don't got listener reaction. That's okay. We got a lot of Discord. Like Our Discord is always active. So if you guys, that is where we always communicate with you. Uh, Discord is the best way. Uh, both Avi and I are very active on the Discord. Pretty much anything you post in there. Uh, if as long as we see it, we will get to it right away. Uh, sometimes I think people have just learned to tag me. Sometimes another <laughs> listener will get to that before us. Yes. So uh, you really want me to like you tag? I have a real issue with notifications on my phone. So if you tag me, I'm gonna look at that right away. Yep. I don't like notification. Like we share the She Heals I Tank Gmail account. I don't think Pete sees any emails unless I tell him you need to see that email because I don't want that number on my phone. Oh, I see him. Mm-hmm. I just don't do anything about the notification because I know you will. <laughs> All right, Abby. With that, take us out, baby. Is that it? Oh, wow. That went fast. So on that note, that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we've enjoyed hanging out with all of you live here on Twitch. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Be sure to hit that follow button so you know the next time we will be going live. And a great big thank you to everyone listening to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or whatever app it is you choose to listen to. You really are the reason we keep making episodes. Should we make a TikTok? And remember, wherever you do listen, it would mean a shit ton to us if you gave our little shit podcast a rating or a review. Or more importantly, tell a friend to check us out. Here with Vegan Pete, I'm Avi Ale, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.